this season on More and More Every Day. Let's do something together every day to be better oral historians. I don't know about you, but I love a daily task, whether it's a writing prompt to get me focused or a quick icebreaker to start class discussion. I love short, easy challenges. That's why this season's 10-minute or so episodes will feature experts, like-minded colleagues, resources, and things I'm learning along the way. But each episode will also end with a prompt, something you and I can do that day to improve our skills as oral historians. I'm your host, Summer Sherland. Let's do this. Today, we're going to talk about trust and memories. A few weeks ago, a colleague sent me a link to an article on building trust in an oral history interview. The article, which I'll link to in the show notes, is by a social anthropologist who identifies the biographical interview as, quote, multi-layered, reflective of a specific culture and of a particular time and space. It's a great article. Monica Vergolova describes feeling honored to share a physical and intellectual space with people remembering surviving the Holocaust, like one of her narrators, Miss T, who, quote, decided that I was able to hear of the worst episode of her life, her fatal loss, which I would then be able to understand with empathy. I do not judge her. She trusted me. Perhaps she chose me as a medium or an intermediary to bring the story to the public space. Later, Vergolova shares that she felt honored, but also vulnerable in this conversation with Miss T. But in most cases, this vulnerability becomes a strength of the interview and of the memory-making process itself. I loosely compare it to a friendship in which both parties are equally authentic with each other. Have you ever had a friend who didn't trust you with their secrets, but wanted you to share yours? The power balance is way off, and it makes you feel kind of naked or suspicious, right? Now, I'm not saying that you should make the oral history interview a two-person sharing circle. This is your narrator's story, and you're there to hear it. You ask the questions, you provide the audience. But something in Vergolova's article really struck me. She wrote that throughout the interview with Miss T, she herself cried. She held quiet space, and she thanked Miss T for trusting her with her story. Later in the article, she references a different interview in which she learned something about a narrator after she'd switched off the tape and what she learned forever tarnished the view she had of him previously, so much so that she could not go back to the recording or transcript for years. So I'm just wondering, right, like what are the things that we can do to build the kind of trust that allows our narrators to share things with us that they've never shared with anyone else, but they also trust us to be good to that information? How can we get our narrators to see us as intermediaries, as Vergolova describes? She concludes that as oral historians, we need to understand that we don't always know how our views will intersect with the viewpoints of others. So while she held space for Miss T, while she cried with Miss T and created kind of a loving, honest, and open conversation that went on for several interviews, the other comment made by a different narrator after the fact shook her to the very core. Because we're human beings, right? We're the friend in the room, and we might not be sharing secrets, but we're hearing secrets in some cases. And we need to show that we are vulnerable as well. We need to provide a safe and understanding space so that our narrators can share their histories. 
So what do you think of all this? I bet you can't anticipate the conflict that might come with future interviews. But you might be self-aware, right? Or you might already be someone who's an empath or you're sensitive to the other people around you, including those you interview. But maybe you haven't prepared yourself for how your own personal reactions might collide with your research. So in Vergolova's case, she does research on Holocaust survivors. In my case, I research social and racial histories in the urban Southwest in the 1970s and 80s. So it's very likely I may come across a narrator who does not share the same viewpoints that I have on social justice and equity, right? I may interview a narrator who may not share my same values on social justice or equity. I may be interviewing people who argued for the not in my backyard stance where they didn't want integration in the public schools, for example. How will that impact my research? How will that influence my viewpoint on this historical content? So for today's challenge, I'm going to give you a few options. Do one, do them all. It's all up to you. One, you could take a look at Monica Vergolova's article, which I've linked in the show notes. Read it and react to it with regard to your own work. Write down in your notebook, what does it make you think of? What does it make you motivated to learn about yourself as a narrator? Number two, you could write down in your notebook some of the ways that you've learned to build trust with the people you are interviewing, especially during raw moments in the conversation. I've worked with colleagues over the years who never go to a single interview without a box of Kleenex, right? So what are some things you can do to provide that space for your narrator without sending the message that you think you're a counselor? Or number three, and I think this one might be particularly useful to those of us who do sensitive topics in history, write down any triggers that might influence your ability to maintain your neutrality as an interviewer. Is there something your narrator could say that would make you recoil? Is there something a narrator could say that would make you uncomfortable or fearful? It's good for us to know these things because these conversations could happen, particularly when we're dealing with the memories of human beings. So let us know what you worked on today at SMCC History, hashtag more and more every day. We want to hear from you. Tell us how you did today at SMCC History. Use the hashtag more and more every day on Instagram and Twitter. Our email is historysouthmountain at gmail.com. And I hope you follow us, write a review, or suggest us to a colleague. More and More Every Day is brought to you by the South Phoenix Oral History Project at South Mountain Community College in partnership with the Southwest Oral History Association. Music by Noah Gattel. <laughs>